I have to know this. Council Bluffs, Iowa. Shout out. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably the DOD. I know. They're, they're monitoring us. <laughs> yeah, they, they heard you were in the Navy. They're like, you better not be giving away fucking secrets. I know. Like, yeah, he's talking right. about sweaty movie night? <laughs> you better not talk about sweaty movie night. <laughs> Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We are your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 10, Monday, June 13th, 2022. This episode, we will discuss Candyman because Jurassic World is dumb. (laughs) Just kidding. We haven't seen it yet. But first, (laughs) uh, we want to let you know we actually recorded this a week ago uh, because I want to enjoy life. Yeah. Good for you. And uh, but yeah, so we wanted to record something uh, instead of missing another week because mm-hmm. we missed a couple weeks prior. So, Damn right. um, yep, that's what happens. But we're recording this episode and uh, we're just scheduling the release out. So that way you guys have something to listen to uh, for those of you that are following us and want something new to listen to. But um, but yeah, so you can find our website at a cast with no name dot com where you can see all of our episodes. You can comment on our episodes. Uh, email us with questions requests anything like that and um you can do that please do at, me and jay will most likely uh yeah do we'll, it. we'll answer you we'll, well let's have a dialogue or something talk back and forth we love talking about movies and we want feedback we want i mean disagree with us or agree with us whatever um if you have a different take than what we do we, we love to hear that so we, we i mean we just like to hear different <laughs> opinions different insights that we might miss we might overlook or just mm-hmm. never even occurred to us um but uh so please you could do that uh in the comment section as well or you can email us uh at contact dot a cast with no name at gmail.com so uh I guess uh, the only thing I think I've seen recently, based on your recommendation from yes. when we recorded our top favorite 80s comedies, was <clears throat> The Three Amigos. That was my favorite. Yes. Yes. And I watched it. I rented it <clears throat> and uh, watched it with a buddy of mine. He had, I don't think he had ever seen it before either. Okay. And watched that. Who? Which buddy? Uh, my buddy Matt. Oh, okay. I All don't right. think he's a listener because he doesn't doesn't he, strike me as a listener. He used to be into <laughs> movies. Uh, he's not so much into movies anymore. Um, he uh, he's got a lot of kids. You yeah, know, he's I, got a lot of kids. Got his life. He's, he's uh, I get it. He's all good. But yeah. he uh, he called me. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I was like, "Well, I'm gonna watch Three Amigos." And he's like, "Well, come over." So he came over. We had a glass of bourbon. We there you go. watched Three Amigos. So. That's a that's a nice way to watch it. Yeah. Cool. Well, did I build it up way too much for you? Oh, a little bit. Okay. All right. Um, but I mean, it was still funny. Yeah. I wish it had more Martin Short. It made yeah. me want to watch more Martin Short movies. Okay. Um, He's great in that. Yeah. I, I, I felt like they didn't. <clears throat> and I don't know. I need to watch more Martin Short movies again. But I feel like movies, they tend to miss what he's good at and i can't even really and i don't blame the movies that that he's in missing what he's good at because i don't even think a lot of people know what he is good at i couldn't tell you what he's good at i don't know what it is whenever i see him it he, he just makes me laugh mm-hmm. so much in anything like it, i he could just be talking about something he's couldn't he doesn't even need to be trying to make people 
laugh. Right. I just enjoy watching him. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think uh, Christy and I went to uh, Walt Disney World for our honeymoon for a whole week. We went to Epcot. I think he did the uh, the Canada the Canada one. Yeah. The Canada oh, thing. Yeah, he did. And he pops up. I was like, Martin immediately i loved canada more yeah, than, yeah. than anything <laughs> than else, anything else. Yeah. i was like fucking martin short yeah. um <laughs> but whenever he like i think he's at his best in just just offbeat roles and typically yeah. like because i think he was in uh, how i met your mother yep um he had a small role in that and i think like an episode or two but he just steals like especially tv shows for some reason when he just pops in there really quick he just steals whatever scene he's in he's goofy he's funny as hell yeah it's always it's, and it's clean comedy he's not crass he's not yeah. um he's not mean he's very jovial yeah he seems like a very nice just uh genuine person mm -hmm. yeah yeah and yeah he doesn't seem like he's trying to be funny that's just who he is mm -hmm. Yeah. It reminds me of Robin Williams a little. I get the same thing with Robin Williams. Rick like, Moranis. And, that too. Yeah. That too. Um, but yeah. Uh that that's one thing. I, I wish I had more Martin Short stuff. Gotcha. Um have you sorry to tangent here. Have you seen the show with him and Steve Martin and like I think it's Selena Gomez? No, it's yeah. on my list. It's on Hulu. It's okay. uh the murder something. It has to do like the murder in the apartment. What it's like a yeah. murder mystery thing. I heard it's good. I, I haven't. I want to. I okay. it's on my list. It's uh, with Stranger Things and Obi Wan and fifty thousand other fifty thousand other things, um, haven't gotten around to it. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely I'm aware of it. It's on my list. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, I, I I thought the movie was funny. It's I thought it was the 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 musical numbers. I think were my favorite part. The very beginning. It's so good. <laughs> They hold up that note for like 14 seconds and just gets me every time. Um, but yeah, my little buttercup. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't, I don't want to reiterate everything you talked yeah, about know. a couple episodes, but he's back, very but Martin short in that number. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't, yeah, he's, he's just so very good. like, yes. he doesn't hold back no. at all. No. And, um no <laughs> but yeah that's when he's like him of course him and steve martin together i feel like there's that's like a pairing yeah that was missed for decades up until recently because mm -hmm. they did that netflix show which was based off their live live stage show yep, yep. uh that they toured around with um i think an evening an evening that you will never it's a play on word of an evening you will never forget it's a it's an evening you will never re something remember or something like that gotcha. it's some weird play on words of it of that phrase but um but yeah that that movie i like the the production value mm -hmm. i mean it was did you like the silent film like scenes <laughs> the the makeup yes and yes everything just the the cheese in it and yeah. very yeah. good it i love creating videos like that that harken back to a certain style or yep. anything like that um and by the way martin shirt would have been a terrific silent film actor because he's got that yeah the expressions on his face mm -hmm. he's very good at it he has the bag of money and he's <laughs> <laughs> i can't take this he says it all of his face he's, yeah it, it, he's good um but yeah i thought it was good I, one of my favorite lines is uh oh which which one do you love or which which one are you interested in? Oh, 
the not so smart one. I'm like, oh, which one is that again? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, it's funny little side note. El Guapo is Spanish for a handsome man. <laughs> I like when they introduce uh, him too, because he's standing behind a camera yeah. and he's doing some kind of weird. Thing. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Matt was watching. He's like, the fuck does he have going on there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's just like that random bit of comedy or something. It's just like, what the hell's that? And they just never allude to it again. Yep. Um, but yeah, the singing numbers, uh, my little buttercup. <laughs> and then they do the, the cowboy song. Uh, in the wilderness and all the animals come to yes. listen to it. It's like a fucking Disney. coyote. It's like, it's like right Snow there. White or something. Yeah. <laughs> the turtle is just bobbing yes. his head and <laughs> the horses start humming. Which that whole scene too was the the uh, all the set design and yeah. the camera work and everything was really good except that scene. It was just the obvious matte painting background yeah. and uh, yeah. Uh, I think that was intentional, though. Oh, obviously it was yeah. intentional because yeah. it was the only scene where it's obviously fake. Yes, and everything else looked pretty real. Yeah. Um, Did but, you like the the scene where uh, they realize it's they're actually real bandits and they're there to kill them? And Steve Martin says they're going to kill us, and then they start like pouting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they start. <laughs> um. <laughs> so good. Uh, every part of that movie just makes me laugh. Yeah, and I like, uh, I like how they decide to go and help people because yeah. it, it's believable. Yeah, it it, is. it's like, what else are we gonna do? Right, like we have nothing to go back to. Like, right. are we? Let's redeem ourselves a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's just kind of like that moment of well, we we have nothing left. Yep. So yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, really good. <laughs> It, it, it's funny yeah, yeah it's, it's funny. funny um oh <laughs> i'd probably have to watch it again just to yeah well to, like i said in the in the episode before uh it just gets be- it got it got better over time for me mm-hmm. every time i saw it i just i pick up a little something here or there it, it just makes me laugh a little bit harder yeah. um well i'm happy you saw it yeah you gave it a shot it's uh that's good yeah. well do you regret seeing it all or no okay no it is would you recommend it to the listeners out there to i i would if they i mean if you like chevy chase if you like steve martin if you like martin short you're gonna like it you're gonna like yeah um it's (laughs) that's a good point because yeah there's some comedy styles of comedy that people just don't like like i wouldn't recommend airplane to nicole Mm -hmm. she won't like it yeah well Oh, why'd you marry her <laughs> i know i don't know <laughs> she hates airplane uh but no it's just the uh certain styles of comedy just people don't really yeah. gravitate towards yeah they don't yeah. um but uh but yeah i mean if you enjoy those three actors um i think it's if you enjoy the 80s versions of those mm-hmm. actors i mean it felt very more it felt more like a steve martin movie it did well he wrote it okay and yep. um more attuned to his comedy yeah um and uh but yeah i i would recommend it. if you're a fan of those three guys um that's worth it uh chevy chase feels like he was the least chevy chase in that movie than that i've seen him in i mean he had that scene with the taco 
at his his clumsiness that he does. Um, yeah, but, anything besides Mexican food? But yeah, usually Chevy Chase rolls. He's very, um, I guess, more sure of himself. Mm-hmm. He's he's like the confident idiot. Yes, usually. And um, here he's kind of just an idiot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And um, but yeah, it was very. It felt very much like a, more of a Steve Martin movie. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I would recommend it. Yeah. Um, Did you like John Lovitz and Phil Hartman? Yeah. The, yeah. God, John Lovitz looks so young. I know. And, uh, but yeah, those, those two cameos are good. You had the John Lovitz voice. Yeah. <laughs> you washed up, say. Phil Hartman. Yeah. I, Phil Hartman's good. In, yeah. He's good in everything. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a good movie. I don't know if it, I'd have to watch it again. I don't yeah. know if it'd, it'd make it in my top five yeah. 80s comedies. Yeah. Um, partly because I just didn't, uh, I didn't grow up with it. So yeah. I don't have that nostalgia factor. I don't have that familiar, familiarity. Yeah, I've, seen, I've seen it so many times. And um, yeah. so I'd have to watch it again. I think now expecting <laughs> what to see in it, it wouldn't, because it's tough to watch old comedies like that, yeah. that you weren't exposed to earlier in life because now you're looking at it through the lens well as an adult for one but also you're comparing it to all of the other comedies right. you've seen in the past what did you think of the singing bush and that being randy newman <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound like randy newman i know um, they, they, they pitched up the the singing voice yeah so. but i like <laughs> i like how they were trying to talk to it it, was just it just kept singing it just kept singing it's not i think this is the singing bush <laughs> they kill the invisible. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to shoot up. <laughs> Which that uh, that effect was really well done yeah. to where you see the body land. But then when he picks up the wrist, uh, Mark Short picks up the wrist <laughs> yeah. and it falls in a little puff of dirt. Yeah, comes up and it's not obvious that there's an air hose underneath, yeah. which I'm sure there was. But it's not, it didn't create like a visible hole. It just it looked like some. Yeah, I was like, that's really well done. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'd have to watch it again. <laughs> so dumb. I could see they were writing that scene and like it's like, then they just make noises and then they're like, okay, make noises, ad lib. Yeah. I like at the end when uh, their respective romantic partners show up and yeah. you never saw one for uh, nope. Martin Short and then <laughs> she comes in and they're back. Martin, Steve Martin and Chevy Jish are like, Jesus. <laughs> like, damn, are you seeing this? <laughs> so good. Yeah. Nice touch. Uh, <laughs> I, maybe I'll come back. Why? Well, you know. To, <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I thought it was uh I thought it was a fun movie. Yeah. Um is de- is definitely worth watching. Not disappointed that I saw it. Good. Um, I'm sure in a couple of years I'll probably watch it again. Yep. And, uh, I'll be interested. Yeah, to see and you'll I... forget some some of the scenes, mm-hmm. and then you'll you'll laugh again. Yeah. Yep. I I, <laughs> I think my favorite setup is when the German goes into the bar. Yeah. And he's like, "You better show my friends the respect." Yes, I know. I know. Everyone's so straight faced. I know. <laughs> And then his two friends actually show in like, oh, look at those shiny guns. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get those, man? They just start murdering yeah. people. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, all right. Well, that was Three Amigos. Yeah. Now let's go to the uh, 2021 Film of the Year. 
Candyman. Now, all right, so we're doing Candyman. One, we haven't done a horror film nope. yet, and you're a fan of horror. I am. Um, I love horror movies. I like suspense, psychological yeah. thriller kind of stuff. Not into slasher <laughs> horror typically. There's a couple like The Conjuring, stuff like that that yeah. I enjoy. Yeah. Um, but uh, you mentioned Candyman, yeah. and you're a huge fan of the original. I am, yeah. Um, I have never seen the original. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said, and we were thinking about episodes or movies to talk about. You recommended Candyman. I was like, it was on Prime. It was on Prime. Released recently. So yep. I thought, hey, here we go. Yeah. So we figured we'd give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no exposure to Candyman prior. Um, so, and I didn't watch the first one before okay. I watched this one um, because I thought it was more or less a reboot, um, which mm-hmm. I guess kind of is or whatever. I don't know. Um, but that's what I went going into it. Yep. Um, thinking that, well, maybe it'll just stand alone or something. Whatever I need to know, maybe they'll fill me in. Yeah, you won't need to see the original to grasp the concept yeah. of this one. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we did Candyman. And Candyman came out, as we said, last year. It is directed by Nia DaCosta. And it's a sequel to the horror film Candyman that came out in 1992 that returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. And I guess if I read the description, before I watched the movie, mm-hmm. I would realize that I probably should watch the first fucking movie before, hence, sequel two. Right. And returns to the neighborhood where the story began, mm-hmm. which would have made me think, huh. Hey, Jay, how about you watch the first <laughs> fucking movie before? Yeah. Whatever. But before um, critiquing this one. Yep. And the uh, writers, Jordan Peele, Wynn Rosenfeld, and Nia DaCosta. Uh, had their hand in the screenplay, and then Bernard Rose uh, is credited, and Clive Barker is credited as the creation, the based on the story of the forbidden. Story of the forbidden. Yep. Um, and the original most motion picture written by Bernard Rose. Yep. Uh, also stars <laughs> Jesus. I'm gonna butcher. Oh, I, 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 I knew. I've tried to. I can't pronounce his name right. Yeah, Abdul Mateen. It's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, he plays Anthony McCoy, and then we have uh, Tayana Paris, mm-hmm. and then plays Brianna Cartwright, and Nathan Stewart Jarrett playing Troy Cartwright. Um, with, That's the brother, right? Yes, the okay. brother, and then we have Coleman Domingo as William Burke. Okay. Yep. Um, what did you think of Candyman? Wait, is it the Candyman, or oh, is it... it's just Candyman, sorry. Oh, is it Candyman or, or The Punisher? Oh, what did I watch? What? Why do you say that? All right, Jay. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah. Actually, spo- brief me on you. You've seen Candyman a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I watched this movie by myself. Christy had to go to bed, wake up to go to work mm. early the next day, yep. and um, she had watched it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. When you guys were younger, yep. so oh yeah, I hadn't seen it. Give me a brief rundown on the original. Sure. Candyman. So they touch on it a little bit in this one, but the story centers around Helen, <clears throat> played by Virginia Madsen in the original one. She's doing her master's thesis on uh, urban legends, and she happens upon the legend of Candyman. Because mm-hmm. I think uh, in the movie, and I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but uh, there's a murder where uh, the, the uh, person who's being interviewed by the police say, uh, Candyman did it. Yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the guy got murdered slash and, you know, <clears throat> seemed to be a hook or whatever. So. She goes to the the projects of 
um God, what's it called it, it, you said it in the description uh no it just cabrini she, green cabrini green cabrini green yeah is, so yep. she goes to the cabrini green projects to kind of investigate uh <clears throat> you know the movie the movie the first hour is her investigating the candy man legend the creepy stuff happens uh she learns that oh he's summoned when you say uh his name five times in the mirror he appears she's interviewing all the residents of Cab- cabrini green and uh you know Candyman shows up on a couple murders here and there she realizes that uh he died horrifically uh because he fell in love with a white woman uh uh hey we're gonna have a baby i can't remember if it was in the 1800s or i can't remember if it was during slavery or like pre-civil rights act of 64 anyway racism was rampant mm-hmm. uh people attacked him cut his cut his hand off uh put honey all over him and he died by bee stings for the most part. And they like burned him. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the setup for Candyman and, uh, Helen, Daniel Robitaille, 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 something like that. Anyway, so it's a nice little horror movie set up like that. And the last 20 minutes is Candyman kind of stalking Helen because she's figured it out. And, mm-hmm. He's just a vengeful spirit that when he's summoned, he means business. It's a typical horror trope. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a villain, and uh, it's scary. Uh, the movie ends with, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Helen pretty much dies. Okay. Her boyfriend is, his name's Trevor. He's just like a skeezer boyfriend, cheats on her and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The movie ends with uh, Trevor feels guilt that Helen has died and says her name five times in the mirror and helen's spirit appears and like murders trevor and the movie ends like that so you get this sense of like just horror and dread and like there's there's nothing redeemable about Candyman really you feel bad for him because he died horrifically yeah. but he's mean in the movie <clears throat> you don't want him showing up because he's just an awful presence and mm-hmm. he's scary like the movie is definitely scary there's a lot of tone gothic tones to that movie that make it very unsettling okay. when you're watching it. It's, it's, if, 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 cause Bernard Rose directed it, but you would think that Clive Barker, have you ever seen Hellraiser? I have not. You, well, it's, it, it has that sort of tone to it. It's like a very gothic mm. atmospheric horror movie um, where there is, there is like violence and gore in it, but it's not like Saw or it's not like, you know, it's not gore for the sake of gore. Right. It's right. There's a purpose to yep. it. Um, so anyway, the movie ends like that. You think that Candyman is just a bad dude. Helen has been uh, not necessarily taking the role of it, but she's been infected by Candyman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she didn't mean to. It just happened. Yeah. So Yeah. That's the first one. OK. So I'm hoping that this movie follows that same sort of like of all things. I want the horror movie to be a horror movie. I want it to be scary. Mm-hmm. And this is. This, it, it was scary up until the point where it ended to where Candyman is sort of a superhero. Yep. <clears throat> and I lost my shit. Like, what? You made Candyman a superhero? Where he's essentially the Punisher. Yeah. <clears throat> I And that's why I'm so angry with it, Jay. I think it, that's the dumbest direction you could have taken this thing. I, yeah, because we, we actually watched it the same night because um, you texted me about I think when we were going to go see Top Gun and you said, oh, I saw Candyman tonight. And I was like, oh, so did I. And uh, you said you were very. That's some strong you, opinions. You, you had strong <laughs> opinions about it. And I replied, <clears throat> I, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason is, is <clears throat> so I had no. 
I had no association with Candyman. Hadn't seen it before. I went into this completely blind. I didn't know how I, I was supposed to feel at the end of the movie. Uh-huh. And part of that was because of the superhero-esque ending. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I was confused. I was like, wait, am I supposed to feel bad? Right for Candyman, or am I supposed to be rooting for him? Right. Um, and I, I didn't know. Um, I <clears throat> like. I feel I I I don't know what their idea their intent was. Um, because it it wasn't a revenge movie, no. but it felt like. Uh, it was trying to put revenge, which revenge doing a revenge movie is completely different. So I, I don't feel like it's, it's not like a kill bill. Usually with revenge movies, a character is wronged mm-hmm. by a very particular person. Yep. And that is that character's mission in the story is to have revenge with that person or that group that wronged that one person. It's very personal. Mm-hmm. It's not um general and so i didn't buy as a revenge movie because i can get behind revenge movies i'm not a i obviously most people are not a fan of violence in the world um this felt like at the end is at the end uh all these racist cops or Mm -hmm. who knows they could just be typical cops cd cops yeah um are brutally murdered um and but they're murdered because the one of the main characters brianna cartwright uh summons Candyman mm-hmm. while she's sitting in the back of a police vehicle and then Candyman appears and just starts murdering all these cops and i don't know if i'm supposed to be happy about that because now brianna cartwright won't be uh unjustly persecuted uh prosecuted and jailed um, but I don't know if I can kind of support that ending because it's throughout the entire movie, they talk about racial injustice mm-hmm. and <clears throat> how that kind of violence creates, I guess, a violent mentality to, I guess, those in, involved. I was trying to figure out what they were necessarily saying because I have a feeling I know what they were trying to go after, but I don't know if they went after it the right way, the right way. Um, Because I'm, I don't like senseless violence in the real world. And I know this is a movie, but Mm -hmm. they were trying to draw allusions to actual things that happened Mm -hmm. in the real world, especially in the closing credits. They have this cardboard cutout animations and they actually have very real, racial injustices that happen like the kid that gets put in an electric chair that was a kid i think in the 1930s or something like he was electrocuted when he was like 14 or Mm -hmm. something ridiculous and um they had examples of that but i i i don't know i don't know what they were trying to say because from what i saw in the movie is oh society creates these monsters which maybe that's just all they were trying to say but then at the end of the movie, I'm supposed to be rooting for these monsters to just kill random right. people. 
Yeah. Granted, you had racist or seedy cops, but did they deserve to die? You had a high school bathroom filled with what high school girls or college girls. High school girls. And they're murdered because... They just say his name five times. They said his name five times. So, uh, but at the end of the movie, I'm supposed to be happy that this character's... Oh, oh that candy man yeah that candy man oh uh, never mind the he's a badass the families he just ripped apart from <laughs> i mean it's i didn't know what the point was mm-hmm. um and, and that's what that's why I I, I I that's why i was indifferent to it i was like i guess that was a movie um it's well shot oh yeah the direction is well done that i like the editing there was a couple of camera movement movements like i'm a sucker for long zooms so when um anthony uh mccoy is walking to the film or the art critic and he's walking on the bridge in chicago and then you just kind of have like that long yeah. zoom in to him yep like love those kinds of shots mm-hmm. um i think uncut gems did several of those it just yep. reminds me of like 70s style just that yeah. long uh what like long depth of field long zoom in shots and they did the same thing when he when uh the art critic was being murdered just they did that long that was a great shot that was a great shot love shots like that shot really really well nia da costa did a great job directing oh yeah visually striking i'll give it yeah yeah i love Um, love the animations mm -hmm. with the puppetry or whatever that was pretty cool those were a nice touch when he's walking in the hallway to the art critic like just the camera following him really interesting shots great use of reflections mm-hmm. to show that did they do that in the original Candyman, or did he just kind of appear personified oh, he kind of just appeared personified there there would be some shots here and there where um the character is unaware but like you know you understand he's there his presence mm-hmm. is there yeah this was this did a better job at doing that I, and i sure. like how they did that yeah. I, I thought that was uh it was clever how they did it it was the only the only one that looked a little hokey was the first one the movie screen that he cut oh yeah it, it, obviously looked like a uh like a a textured effect like effect in a uh like a particle effect in a 3d animation thing um but uh so i i mean i enjoyed how it looked it was really well done it's just i didn't get what i didn't i I didn't know how i didn't know who to root for jay it doesn't make sense what so if you want him to be like a vengeful spirit that's going to do, he's going to serve for injustice, mm-hmm. which is, that was how it ended. Tell everybody he's killing all these CD cops because they did, they're, they're doing the wrong thing. They're awful people. But in the previous scene, he murders four high school girls, mm-hmm. slaughters them in the bathroom. And then they cut to a scene where there's a flashback of, I think it was the guy who owns that laundromat or whatever and kind of kidnaps uh god what's what's her name the main the main character in it brianna kidnaps brianna and uh brings her to anthony because uh, he wants to he wants anthony to be become the new candy man mm-hmm. and uh flashback scene to when he was a little boy and his two sisters are in the bathroom and they summon candy man and candy man kills his two little sisters mm-hmm. yeah so he's killing these innocent people so do you want him to be a horror villain or do you want him to be a superhero yeah yeah because it kind of felt like an origin story right where you're not doing this right yeah and i don't maybe the main thing was society creates violent sure 
people. Sure. Okay. But are we supposed to be rooting for that at the end? Like that's, yes. that's where that's I thing. have the problem is if they wanted to make a comment to where society is the, mm-hmm. is the thing that creates these monsters, individual people create these monsters part because in part because possibly of what happened to them mm-hmm. and they and inflict that fear that pain onto others and that's how violence is created and that's how it perpetuates if that was the theme to where it could be caused by racial injustice uh traumatic childhoods whatever which i think was part of the theme of the movie it was part of the theme for sure um but i'm supposed to root for that at the end yeah. like at, for me to feel the final nail in the coffin if you will to like i feel like the character we care about most would have to pay mm-hmm. for that especially if they called that violence upon the world for their own self-benefit to where i think maybe that would have been a better ending to where she summons candy man kills all the cops but then she's the last to die yeah to where she she called it to save herself and she ended up calling the one thing that killed her exactly like the first one ended yeah and and that's not to say that well those i mean and that because because jordan peele writes politically charged Mm -hmm. he has political undertones yeah his his movies and that's great but yeah, I just didn't get what yeah. the point was. In the, I, I felt like it missed the mark. It did. Unless, unless the whole thing was completely like, unless I, I missed the intent on something, right. and, which I very well could. Um, there's, there was a lot of talk about uh, racial discrimination, uh, gentrification mm-hmm. of uh, low-income neighborhoods, stuff like that. I don't have personal experience with that. Um, so maybe I'm missing something. And I, I didn't think the racism portrayed in this movie was believable to me. Normally in movies, when someone's acting overtly racist, it's, it gets called out. Like I think of like Mississippi Burning or A Time to Kill, To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. There's always a redeemable person who's saying that's... The moral compass. What are you them. doing? Like, yeah, being the moral compass of it. Every It seemed like every white character in that like the art critic, your kind, uh, the art boss, so provincial yet exciting. The, you know, the scummy art developer who likes to fuck his interns. Like they, there's no Redeeming. redeemable aspect in any of these white characters and no one's calling them out. Like, uh, <laughs> and it's hard for me to, to, to believe that that, that many people that it's so densely located in that man's world are all that overtly racist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like one of what here's one line of the of the art dealer. Like it's such a dumb line. I don't want to, I don't want you to die tonight until we fuck first, but I've always wanted to tick ne- necrophilia off my bucket list. Yeah, like, no one talks that what way. What the fuck? Um <laughs> and that that I read more into Oh, I'm artsy and I'm quirky and I'm eccentric and I say I guess if there's people that really talk like that, I mean, I guess good on like you. Like normal people like me know. and you. Yeah, no one. Nine to five jobs. Do you, Have you ever heard anyone say anything that dumb? <laughs> yeah, well, not not that, that particular thing, yes. but I've heard people say dumb shit. Oh, yeah, I have too. But 
see, I didn't, I guess I was more like, I didn't think anyone was likable. Brianna Cartwright, I thought, yeah, was a good character. And there was no likable white person in that movie. They were all. Well, that didn't really bother me. I mean, I don't even, I can't even remember any white people that were in the movie. They all died. (laughs) They were all murdered. The. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't bother me, but because I mean, it's it's a it's a black film so i mean it it's maybe that's playing just playing on the trope of like normal normal most mainstream Mm -hmm. horror films the token black character ends up getting it um that they're like one of the first to get killed off or whatever um i watched an interview with nia DeCosta, and she she touched on that because the interviewer did mention like i i watched it again and i noticed that Everyone that dies in that movie is white, with the exception of the two little girls that get murdered in the the bathroom on that flashback scene. And she and he asked her, "Was that intentional?" She said, "Yeah, that was intentional." The I was playing a little bit off the trope of, uh, you know, the black person always getting it first in, in horror mm-hmm. movies. Um, and then she said that you know, in the original Candyman, uh, there's a finale where Candyman's killing everybody like in the projects like a bunch of black people all that like he's just he's a horror villain he's killing whoever's mm-hmm. in his, is in his path and she said that when she watched that she would always think there was something wrong with that she had a problem with that so i i, I think it was a, an intentional choice the which i think is fine but i don't agree with like it's it's a, it's a horror trope that the black person always gets it and then we don't know we don't understand that it's like that has been played out for since like Scream Two, or Scary Movie, yeah, or Cabin in the Woods, yeah. I mean, it's been referenced multiple been referenced times for decades. I mean, as, now. as well as other uh, horror movie tropes. Yes. Um. But yeah, see, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I didn't. I guess that didn't I just jump wish out. There, to I me, wish there were more redeeming much. characters in it. It seemed like every most most of the characters were ugly. And it, the characters you liked, they just like uh, uh, Anthony, I mean, nice guy. Yeah. Had a great uh, girlfriend, great life. And like, why would you, why would you, I, I was like, I hope they don't, they don't connect him as like the baby on the fire. It's scarier when someone, see, someone is randomly in a horror movie. It's, it's random. Mm-hmm. There's no connection. That's why I love the new, I like the new direction of the new Halloweens where Lori, he has no, he has no rhyme or reason yeah. why he's going after you. Yeah, it's not There's, like it, it, his sister what, or whatever. That's what makes it horrifying. Yeah. It could happen it to could, anybody. anybody. Yeah. It's random. Yep. And it's I didn't like that connection. I wish they just would have left that like he was just studying to, you know, for his next art piece or something. That's a, that's a trope that has gone into a lot of I think we talked about the amazing Spider-Man yeah. with oh, it worked because it had Peter's father Mm-hmm. used peter's dna to create help create the spiders or some bs thing that closes off the universe or yeah. closes off the story instead of uh embracing the randomness or just mm-hmm. the it could happen to anybody kind of a thing yeah um yeah i think that's just eh. it's it's like ooh, isn't this isn't this clever he was at he was he was the baby the whole time like i know that's it's shitty yeah. storytelling 
um in my opinion yeah um but i yeah i mean i don't and i I wanted anthony to survive he just he didn't I wanted him to go to the doctor. I, that's what I said here. I was like, ah, that that, <laughs> that rash seems pretty gnarly. I would have, I would have went to the yeah, doctor by he gets now. Stung by a bee, and he's like sitting there having like a <laughs> dinner conversation with people, and his hand is decaying. I know. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> put some neosporin or something. Spore, like you're allergic yeah. to bee stings. Yeah. And um, that's what. Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> and, and one thing I wrote here, you know, pain from. So pain from racism equals Candyman. And there was a quote in it. Candyman is how we deal with the pain of what happened and what is still happening. And I thought, so how we deal with it is by killing people. It, that's what I, and that's what I keep going back to, yeah. to where I don't understand. Um, to where it, it doesn't like, it doesn't make sense just with the way it was yeah. positioned at the end of the film. Yeah. Like, are we supposed to be championing that? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, let's let's meet senseless violence with more senseless violence. That makes me feel great. Yeah. Uh, that's the answer. Oh, let's just <laughs> exactly. keep wiping people out. Yeah. Eventually, there'll be one person left and then we yeah. can be, be peace on earth or whatever. Yeah, I that's not the way you handle Candyman. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, and I think part the other thing is because you had a the last like one of the last shots where you have like Brianna, like seeing Tony Todd, like a DH Tony Todd yeah. uh, through the gate. And yeah. they, they do that begrudging self-respect, the same fucking look that what was the Jurassic world. Yeah. You had the fucking Raptor and the T-Rex. Like <laughs> it's a good, it's a good, good. It's a good pair good on you T-Rex. Good on you. Velociraptor. Exactly. We'll just go our separate ways. <laughs> exactly. Fucking stupid. You know, but, but you just murdered my fiance who I love dearly. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind of that. The, uh, um, but I'm okay, so fuck it, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, no trauma for me today. Yeah. Um, recently, in a lot of movies, there have been shitty villain mm-hmm. writing to where I think a lot, I don't know if it's studios, I don't know if it's just a, the culture where it's at right now, but everyone... We went too far. So classic villains were evil. You knew they were evil. Mm-hmm. You knew they were bad. You needed motivations uh, to make those villains interesting. I think that slowly turned into making villains relatable to help make them be better understood. And I mm-hmm. think as that progressed, it turned into... Well, and more and more actors started saying this. Well, I don't I don't see my character as a villain because they're justified in their actions and they're just misunderstood and they're just. Yeah, they're misunderstood or something like that. And so that that turned into this kind of like wave of like, oh, everyone's doing it for their own, which they I think they they went too far to where it's no longer oh let's give this character this villain motivation believable mm-hmm. motivation to justify his actions they're giving him motivation so the audience can justify his actions into where they're making a it turns into a likable character which i don't think is the way you want to go about with writing stories i mean i guess unless you're doing it for 
particular story, but uh, it's not, it doesn't make a good villain. Especially in horror movies, Jay. Yeah. You're, you're not supposed to want the no. person killing people. You're not supposed to be rooting for them. No. And um, the, I, I'm not rooting for Ghostface and I'm not rooting for Michael Myers to kill Laurie Strode. I like Laurie Strode. <clears throat> I'm not rooting for the alien to kill Ripley. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Have you ever seen, oh God, what was, hold on. Let me look it up really quick. It was the worst fucking thing I've ever, <laughs> um, hold on. Alexandria. Why, why you look that up? Alexandra Daddario. Oh, why you look that up? I did. I noted this down in that scene with all the Gen Zs in the bathroom. Uh, by the way, they they had Gen Z very well represented. The only thing that was missing was a trans Native American. But uh, the, the the lady or the, the girl uh, the girl in it says, "Oh, I need to go back and get my. I forgot my vape." Oh. So I said, "Yeah, she deserves to die." <laughs> Uh, there is a horrible movie called Ch- Texas Chainsaw 3D. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Came out like in 2013 and yep. it had Alexandra Daddario uh, and Trey Songs, <laughs> Scott Eastwood. Oh, man. And that's about it. Um, it had the same problem this is a candy man's a better movie than what texas chainsaw was um but that's not saying much though that movie texas chainsaw uh alexandra daddario's character which another movie that does not know how to write for people with adopted that have siblings or a family Mm -hmm. with adopted children um or that's a whole nother thing anyways alexandra daddario heather miller uh she goes on vacation and she finds out uh, eventually they go to Texas and she's with her group of friends, blah, blah, blah. She finds out that, um, oh, I was I was adopted. Her family adopted her. What family was she adopted from? <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw family. Yeah. And so then she starts thinking, oh, well, that's my family. That's who I am. And I'm I'm part of that psychopathic. And I'm like, no, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. Um but by the end of the movie, she slides the chainsaw over to her cousin, Leatherface. And I shit you not, the line says, do your thing, cuz. Oh, cringe. And <laughs> Jesus Christ. so it had me pissed off from the ro- from the moment how they think people who are adopted inherit. The- Anyways, yeah, yeah, it had me from there. But then yeah. she like hands him the chain. I'm like. He's murdering your friends. I know. And you found out you're a part of this family 24 to 48 hours ago. And all of a sudden, that's who you relate to? Like, no, that's not that's not how familiarity works. Right. It's not how families work. And it's not like she came from a crap home either. Mm-hmm. It's like loving parents and everything. And it's like, that's, that's not how people act. Well, I think a 13-year-old boy wrote that script, right? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The well, you, probably not because there were scenes in there. She was wearing a flannel and it never busted open. Oh, okay. If I was 13, I wrote that. I was going to say, have you seen the skit of <laughs> SNL where, where they, they interviewed the writers of Game of Thrones and it's Andy uh, Sandberg and he's got acne. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I wrote episode three. <laughs> I haven't. I need to say that. That's good. It's good. But, but that's another, it, it, it narrows down that universe. Yeah. 
and and then it tries to turn into it tries to make you root for the villain terrible and didn't work out too well for chainsaw um but that it reminded me of that granted texas yeah. chainsaw is a lot more shitty version of a movie <laughs> than what Candyman is yeah but yeah for um sure. but yeah i don't i don't understand that and that's mm-hmm. what i think a lot of movies are going to you have maleficent or maleficent 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 with uh fucking with your favorite actress what would we call her an actress <laughs> we would call her uh um, I don't know humanitarian, but yeah, you have these. You have shows like Lucifer. You have shows yeah. which it's network TV, but yep. What, what is that? NYPD Blue or not? It's like NCIS with the devil. Yes, retarded. I've never seen. Um, <laughs> I heard of it. The, uh, but you can't. I mean, I I don't understand the fact of making villains relatable because you're, you're right. supposed to be rooting for the protagonist. Right. The protagonist is not the villain. You don't want to be rooting for the villain. If you are, you're writing your story wrong. Unless right. that's the point of your story. This this I don't think is the point of the right. If it I is, w- they should have yeah. They should have been gearing it up to that. They should have been um if they wanted to have I I don't know. I f- I feel like they should have been shitting on Anthony McCoy's character more and he should have ended up being Candyman at the end because of the racial injustice that continually happens to him. Right. Should have been a different kind of story or a build up to that they should have been instead of just being afraid of this thing the entire movie except at the very end yeah it it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense but they i'm tired of movies doing that just make just make a good villain stop trying to make them relatable yeah they 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 don't need to, you just need to understand their motivation it's okay for villains to be villains yeah you you can understand yeah and it's okay to hate villains that's yeah. That's the point. That's the point of them. And, and that's... And unless they're, that unless makes, they're redeemable in some way. Yeah. Like I think of Darth Vader. Perfect example of a villain <clears throat> that's redeemable. But the first movie that he appeared in... He's a villain. He's just a villain. That's right. Second movie. Starts getting mm-hmm. a little... Like you understand... Like you start to understand them and then they redeem them. But they started building that arc. Yep. They didn't build that here at all. Um, and they don't... No. I just, I like see. That's how, that's how the movie. I, I'm, I'm fine with the theme on, on racism and having a social commentary on it. Mm-hmm. You should have kept it. You're right. Like sometimes society is so evil and bad that it can create something as horrendous as Candyman, mm-hmm. because hate begets hate, which ends up being violent. I'm all for that allegory. I understand it, but the ending should have been she summons Candyman for a selfish reason because she didn't want to. Her options were were you cooperate with the cops or you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. That was her choices. So yep. she summons Candyman to save her skin. The cops get slaughtered. She should have saw Candyman and then he kills her. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should have been. And not to <clears throat> and not not saying that, oh, she should have done one of those two choices. The other way they could have gone about it, if they wanted that choice there mm-hmm. to where, hey, you have two choices. That could have been a moving part too, to where well, because I w- I was gonna say maybe you build it up to where Candyman is some you're summoning Candyman or she realizes she has that power 
to summon that evil, but she chooses not to use it. So she's breaking the cycle of there you go. That's something it. like that. Yeah. Um, they would have to adjust her options open to her mm-hmm. or something, or there should be something set up to where there's an out for her. because it can't, the ending can't be, you know what? I'm just going to do what the cops say. Sure. And, uh, because that yeah. that's not an acceptable ending either. That's not, but right being conscious conscious of the destructive power that you have as a person and choosing not to use it and breaking that cycle i think would have been a lot more uh notable or a lot better of an ending um as far as a moral compass goes than Mm -hmm. what whatever they did well if you do it that way or you have Candyman kill her Candyman still remains the villain Mm-hmm. And it, it's, the next it's time, still, the, the it's next still time I watch this, Jay, if I, I'm not going to watch it, but if I, I were, uh, I know that I'm not watching a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not going to be scared. Yeah. That's the whole point of a horror movie. You're supposed to be terrified. And, and, and it's I, not. And I wasn't even in the, the beginning part that they had some jump scares, mm-hmm. which is, I'm not a fan of those uh, because I wet myself. <laughs> Cause I'm scared <laughs> <laughs> because it's goofy. And it's, it's just, why is it doing that? <laughs> um the but yeah i mean it wasn't a very scary you know and i'm such a, i'm a big <laughs> horror know. fan and i just don't like it when movies aren't scary if, if you it's supposed to be a horror movie and then i you know i'm just a big fan of Candyman. yeah that movie's scary i mean especially when you're a kid you're terrified to say Candyman five times if i were to watch this movie as a kid i wouldn't be terrified to say Candyman mm-hmm. five times i remember as even though I never saw this movie, I remember the trope. Yeah. The of, trope. Oh, go in the bathroom, turn mm-hmm. off the lights and say candy or Bloody Mary or yeah, Candyman yeah. or yep. anything like that. And I never watched the movie, but I was still too scared to do, to do that. It. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It, it's I don't know. Even if they didn't want to make a straight up horror film, I think they could have done this a little bit better than what happened mm-hmm. i mean i just i don't know <clears throat> I, yeah. I just i the ending of the story just completely confused me and yep. it didn't it didn't feel in line with the rest of the movie um and i think they probably could have ended it a little bit differently that would have kept Candyman as a villain it would have been a little bit better of a social comment or have some kind of message i mean if it if it was just supposed to be a nihilistic selfish selfish people win or whatever like look out for you and do what you need to do like i guess like is that really the kind of message we need like right now not that it's movie's job to change the world or anything but when you juxta when you put it in place in the same movie with political commentary and social commentary like that to where you're making a statement on how the world is you would think you would want to have a message that is in line to be able to fix that Mm -hmm. like if you're gonna we know what the problem is what's the solution like that's the like that's the point you can't you can't like live in a shitty racist world yeah we do so what do we do fucking kill everybody eye for an eye bitch yeah i (laughs) fucking old testament rules there we go and so i don't know i again maybe i'm missing something but i that that the movie left me confused. I don't. I think you're they not missing anything. They could have done it a, a, a different way. It was an awful ending. Um, 
it, they had time. It was only 90 minutes long. I know. I not that it should have been longer. Um, I think it was paced well. Nia DaCosta is a great director. Yeah. I'll give her that. She if she God, I hope she has a chance to do something with like a, with a really good screenplay, a good story. She she could, doubt it. She's she, doing some Marvel stuff. I think please next. no Marvel or uh, Star Wars or something. Oh, come fucking, on. Yeah. That's where, Why? that's where they're going. Oh, the Marvels. The Marvels. Whatever that is. Jesus Christ. Um, but uh She's got a great visual eye. She can pace. She's uh I mean, yeah, it's very well directed. The, the camera work was good. Yeah, very I good. liked uh Coleman Domingo, who played William Burke, the laundromat owner. Yeah. Um he's probably my favorite actor. Like, I think he just he's had a little good. bit more to do. Yeah, he um, should have had more to do. He had uh he had more more range, I feel like, than what other characters. Yeah, I think uh, so. He was the most interesting character. Yeah. I would say. Um, Can we stop with the over overtly effeminate gay man? Oh, for, yeah, the brother? Like, gay people out there, I realize <laughs> there's no way. Is it offensive to gay people out there that every character that has a major part in a movie is overtly effeminate? Did these writers understand that? His, uh, I don't think his boyfriend was overly. I know, but he wasn't the main character. He was. He was like, yeah, he was a side character. No, yeah, he was a side character. I think, I don't. It it was. I don't know. That that's. I think the screenwriter's a little stereotypical there. (laughs) Just saying. Jeez, Jordan Peele. (laughs) Just Um, saying. Yeah, I'd have to watch it again, but I don't want to watch it again. No, don't watch it again. It's the yeah, I I don't know. I guess it didn't. I don't know. I guess it didn't. It did too. No, I mean it. I, I think his storytelling capabilities. What I don't know. Like when he told the ghost story, I was like, "This isn't scary." No. That's another reason why I didn't like I, it. I just like if he was destined, if Anthony was destined to be Candyman, right? Obviously, because he was the baby, right? He was chosen. Mm-hmm. He's the chosen one. He just randomly heard about Candyman through a story that his future brother-in-law said. It was just happenstance. Yeah. That was Candyman's plan. Yeah. Which yeah. it's just that's fine if that's how that's kind of scarier. It's just, it's happened mm-hmm. randomly, but he's supposed to be part of the story. He's a baby. Chosen it's for it. Too many coincidences and yeah, it's nonsense. It's just not. <clears throat> it's not but, very well done. Well, the writing isn't at least the story yeah. art. Yeah, I don't know what the is. If it was supposed to be a depressing or just like a weird. It's depressing, Jay. It's not even depressed. Like it sure that, is. I after I got <laughs> done sure watching is. it, I I didn't feel anything though. Yeah, I felt. I mean, dis- I was just like, <clears throat> really. I they they could have done the they could have done a. They could have done a better job. I love thinking about things after I watch a movie. Yeah. After this, I was just like, eh. I was, I was like, I'm I glad was, it was only 90 minutes. Well, yeah. Well, I was disappointed because it had so much potential because I think Nia DaCosta is a great director. Mm-hmm. She's got chops for sure. And I think I think it's just this. this it, I, it has to be the story because I don't unless they, she just completely lost control of that ending scene in the tone she could have but i don't know i mean 
I liked watching <clears throat> downer movies are fine, but it's got to say something. Mm-hmm. And that movie didn't say anything. I remember first time I watched Requiem for a Dream. It was it, it that made me never ever want to. That do is drugs. a great example. And it's a great example. It it showed just all the different avenues that you mm-hmm. could go down that hole. Um, Boys in the Hood. I remember the first yes. time I saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most impactful part for me wasn't um, when the main character, the football player, got killed. It was uh, at the very end when the words pop up on the screen and it says Doughboy was killed two weeks later or yeah. something. I was just like, yeah, uh, that hit more than anything. But I love watching films that at least, that have something to say that uh, make you feel something. And that this I didn't feel anything on mm-hmm. this because I didn't know what it was saying mm-hmm. other than it's a shitty world. Senseless violence happens. And the response to that is senseless violence. violence. Yeah. And if that's and if that's the message of it they could have done that a little bit different by killing her at the end Mm -hmm. because it's senseless it doesn't senseless violence doesn't let the main character go doesn't let someone with some sort of redeemable characteristics survive yeah so yeah yeah that's trying i didn't even look at my notebook at all i'm gonna go say canyon five times in the bathroom so i can die the uh I, i did enjoy the end credits all the different because yeah, oh yeah. there was a couple That's of them that cool. I remember learning from history class that mm-hmm. I saw on there. I was like, oh yeah. And, and it was it wasn't until the uh the little boy is in the mm-hmm. electric chair. I was like, oh shit, these are actual real hap- things that happen yeah. in, the, in the United States at least. Yeah. And um I thought that was good. I like I like that style. Um I thought the camera work was really well done. Um the uh yeah, already said go to the doctor when your uh, hand decays after a bee sting. um but yeah the acting was good i mean all the all the stars Mm -hmm. uh all the main characters i think did a good job acting absolutely um yeah well you need just the story i mean really it could have been it could have been good uh i mean and i I don't even think it really needed to be a horror film i mean if it wanted to be a social commentary film i think it could have worked as that Mm-hmm. and still had some of those horror elements and still had that character because I thought that's where I, I was waiting for something at the end. I was, I was like, cause they kept building up the racial injustice, the gentrification, the, all that. And I was like, Ooh, this is gonna, mm-hmm. this is gonna culminate into something probably pretty cool. And it just took a turd shit. The bed shit, the bed like Amber heard. Oh, touche. <laughs> well it was a 13 million dollar shit she took so i hope she enjoyed it <laughs> yeah uh, yeah domestic violence is... i mean and it, it gets even down to more foundation foundational of that for me jason i mean it's a horror movie yeah. i want it to be scary mm-hmm. you know and there's nothing more frustrating than when it doesn't deliver on that yeah and i yeah it sucks from where you're coming from for me i i could care less about this horror could, film but... but it yeah yeah <clears throat> i i yeah i think it was a missed opportunity yeah um yeah, the the. Uh, I hope Jordan Peele's new movie. Nope. I hope that it's just a, I, good, suspenseful, scary movie with no social subcontext. I just want it to be a good. See, I movie. I just what, what are your theories bones, on that? 
Uh, well, I heard an interview where he he said that I got the title from Nope because I wanted it to be an experience where when you're so scared in that situation, if you were in the character's uh, position, you'd say Nope and run the other way. So I don't know. We'll see. I wonder if it's an alien abduction movie. I mean, I, I think that's a little far fetched, but when we because we saw the trailer before mm-hmm. Top Gun and there's a scene where she gets swept up into the yeah, air yeah. and it just reminded me of like an alien abduction scene or yeah. something like that to where that's what they're going with. I think um, there's a poster where there's like a carnival flag thing hanging down. Like it's like hanging from something mm-hmm. in the sky, like drooping there. Yeah, yeah. To where it looks like a flying disc or something. You might be right. The, uh, I, don't I, know. I hope he doesn't, I don't want him to go down the path of M night Shyamalan. Where everyone was expecting oh, like a, a twist ending. Everybody. Uh, so was you don't expecting, want him to do. No, a I don't want him to do. And every movie is a political thing. No. Just you're talented enough to just just try something else. Make a good horror movie, suspense suspense movie, whatever the case may be. Don't try to just outsmart everybody. Because M Night Shyamalan did that with the village, and it just, it's like yeah, I would say I would like him to do that for as long as that he has something to say. Yeah. I think where it will start being detrimental is if he's putting it in there because people expect him to put it in that's there. That's what I mean. Yeah. And that's what happened to M. Knight to mm-hmm. where I think he lo- stopped concentrating on creating a good story mm-hmm. and was more of, oh, shit, this has to have a good twist on it kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and he probably got in his own head about it. Um, but I don't want... If it if there's something that interests him to have him create the kind of films that he's made, I want him to keep doing that mm-hmm. because I think that's probably what dictates things more than as far as decent product more than anything is the passion for that. Mm-hmm. And if that's his passion to put something in there and he has something to say, by all means, throw it in there because I think it helps him make a better film like Get Out. Um, and but I don't if he doesn't have that passion for a story that doesn't have that social commentary, mm-hmm. then I don't think he's going to make that good of a, a product. At, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to where um, people do a good job if they really like if they're really invested into the material. Yep. Um, and if that's what creates him to make him invested and say those things, because he's always been. Uh, somewhat political even in his comedy mm-hmm. to where he'll have that um and he's always making statements on something or another um so i don't think that'll ever be something that he gets rid of i think that's what he does but i mean i think uh, and i'm execution. not saying that at all yeah. i just i hope he doesn't reach too much oh like, just and gets in his own head got and, like i gotta be so i gotta the subcontext has to be so ingenious that mm-hmm that we're not going to understand it yeah. or which I mean, there may be because I'm thinking of uh, like get out. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's you're thinking of the scene where he's picking up the chair. Yeah. And pulling out the cotton and like that. See something like that, that falls under there. There will be some form of diminishing returns mm-hmm. because there's a saying you have your whole life to write your first novel and you have a year to write your second. Right. To where yep. he's probably been thinking about that movie for a long time. For yeah. a very long time. Yeah. Um, and hopefully nope is also 
mm-hmm. one of those. Um, well, I'm thinking about but, us, where he's get, like, I understood the allegory, but the execution was a little just strange and weird. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that? No. Oh, it's. I should have. It has a uh, one of my crushes, uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, Nyong'o. Yeah, she's pretty hot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially she's great. Kanata. <laughs> she's great in it. Uh, just the it was just a strange movie, man. I mean, I appreciate the uh, the ambition, uh, but I, I just it kind of went a little, a little weird, a little weird to the weird end. Um, I haven't seen I just that. T- I hope he doesn't go even more weirder. I, I don't. Yeah, know. we'll see. I like. I, I'm still gonna go see it. I, I think it. I Jordan I want to see it. Great. T- it's a great director. It's loosely about the movie industry. Or has to do with the movie industry. That's true. I'm sold. Yeah. I love watching movies about making yeah. mo- about movies. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, 2017. I think Get Out was my favorite movie that year. Yeah. It's trying great. to think. I'm trying to think what else came out that year. I can't remember. I don't know. It's very memorable. That's one of those movies where it's like, oh, this mm-hmm. is an original. This is, I can't believe he didn't win the Oscar for it. Or did he? I think he did. Look it up. Should have. It's definitely the most original story I'd seen in a long time. What'd they find? Hold on. Oh. Yep. He did? Yep. Should have. Academy Award for writing, original screenplay. Get out. Jesus. Yeah. All right. That was one of the most original screenplays I'd ever seen in a long time. Yeah. Academy Award. Got a Ray Bradbury Award. Critics Choice Award. British Independent. Independent Spirit. And AACP Image Award. Bingham Ray. Breakthrough Director Award. What didn't he get? Uh, Oh. um, (laughs) The Nickelodeon Kids Choice Award? (laughs) Don't look like he got anything in Sundance. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Kids Choice Award. (laughs) MTV award for best kiss. Best kiss, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but yeah, I think. Uh, I hope he does a comedy. You know, you'd think he could do a comedy. <laughs> Made a little TV show called P and Keel, and yeah. put it past him. <laughs> I, I don't know if he'll ever do comedy again. He might not. He's he's pretty damn. He's he's exceeded. Uh, I mean, he's done comedy for like two decades because he's been yeah, around I for I know a, a minute. Um, well, he's earned the right to do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, so. I I would enjoy him doing other genres. Yeah. Um. I because I I would like to I I would love to see I like seeing actor or directors that have a very distinct style and are very good at one genre. I like to see them doing other things. Yep. Um, like I always, I, what's an example? Oh, Tarantino. I want to, I want to see him do a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. I want to see, uh, Wes Anderson do a sci-fi movie. I want to see Wes Anderson actually do an action movie. Um, the, but it's just time to see like a static <laughs> shot and like it's just two people chase. firing guns at each other <laughs> for an chase. hour and a half yeah a car chase going back and forth in 2d car chase is animated yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. i want to like i enjoy seeing that because it's a different way of telling a story and you shoot things somewhat differently but mm-hmm. more often than not they can bring something special to the genre that other people haven't thought of so mm-hmm. and even if it sucks 
at least give it a shot kind of a thing. Like, well, Jordan Peele's a good example of that with a, with a horror movie. Yeah. Get out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, doing comedy mm-hmm. your whole time and then. Yeah. Um, but you can, I mean, but you were able to see some of that too because he, he, he was able to bring that to comedy as well to mm-hmm. where some of his skits were like filmed like suspense thrillers almost or like that gritty cop movies or anything like that to where he was able to show that style flexibility in his comedy. Um, I like to see him do it in uh, different genre of movies too. Yeah. So, which maybe if this is a alien thing, maybe that'd be the sci-fi horror kind of a thing. Well, when's the last good alien abduction movie there's been? Fire in the Sky? It's a pretty good movie. That freaked the shit out of my brother. Oh, my brother it? slept with a knife underneath his really? pillow for way too long. And... Yeah, he he was not a fan of that movie. That's an underrated movie. That is, it's pretty well done. Yeah, especially in the early nineties. Yeah, that and it's that that got me. The the alien. I mean, that was. I think I saw that once. And yeah, that, that was about. It does paranoia very well. Mm-hmm. Definitely displays that. And when I saw that, that was because that came out what like ninety two. Ninety two. Yeah. And I was at that perfect age to where oh, oh it's yeah. based on a true story. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. this fucking is real yeah 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 um it's right when the x-files came out too so yeah aliens oh, God, was like, that show so good. i know it was all the rage <sighs> um yeah. but yeah <sighs> alien abduction movie i'm trying to that's uh-huh. probably it probably it i mean i'm sure there's been crap that came there's, out there's but... a there's a movie i saw called i think the fourth kind with mila jokovic um alien abduction movie mm-hmm. that came out like oh eight, not good that's scary i think yeah. jk simmons was in that one too what was the last alien i mean you had um i want to say the score no super eight <laughs> the score super eight alien movie but not abduction it's an invasion-ish yeah not even you an had invasion. war of the worlds in 2005 mm-hmm. but i get then you had the the knowing um oh yeah no the forgotten wasn't that with julianne moore you had that too, but the knowing or knowing whatever with Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. To where it was like angels, but they were aliens like yeah. that. I thought it was a nice little twist, but it was, I don't know, it was a somewhat forgetful, but. um, That's kind of terrifying. That movie, the world ends because of a solar flare. And I looked it up. Could that actually happen? Yep. Sure can. Yeah. <laughs> Scares it. See, that shit's terrifying. That's the Na- nature. There's a uh, there's a book. Uh, one second after, I haven't finished it yet, but it's about an EMP it goes off on the eastern seaboard, or you don't know how far it stretches, uh-huh. but it's a very realistic look as far like all the cars shut down on the road because they're all in solid state yeah. computers, and so EMP shut them down. Uh, the main character's daughter's diabetic, so uh-huh. he goes to the pharmacy to get uh-huh. insulin. And he sees the rest of the insulin and like in his head. And he's like a college professor. And uh, he see the pharmacist who he knows, he lives in a small town, opens up like, oh, well, I can only give you this much because I got to save stuff for other. And in his thought, he's like, he's thinking about possibly killing her and taking the insulin. So that way he can. And this is a day after <laughs> the power goes out and he's aware that it must yeah. have been an EMP because he saw all the cars on the street. Right. And so he's already thinking like that far ahead wow and he's telling the gas station owner he's like keep your cigarettes behind the counter or you're going to want to sell those are going to become valuable very quickly right and 
all this other stuff. But um, but I haven't finished it. You don't know what caused it. Huh. But a solar flare is yeah. one of the more common things that could happen that could mm-hmm. do that. But um, what were we talking about? Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah. Nope. That's right. I'm yeah. excited to see that movie. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. Yeah. yeah. I'm really disappointed that Nia DaCosta is going to be directing the Marvel Marvel movie. Well, who knows? Hold on. What? It's the Marvels. So let's see what it is. It's a. It's yeah. It's the Mar. It's like a sequel to Miss Marvel. It's the Marvels. Is it? Yeah. Hold on. Or Captain Marvel. Sequel of the 2019. Oh yeah. Title Captain Marvel. They call it the Marvels because they're trying to. What's her name? Maria Rambo. Oh yeah. T- Tayana Paris was yeah. also yeah. yeah. It was Monica Monica Rambo, sorry. Rambo. Yeah. yeah. She was in um WandaVision. WandaVision. Yep. Um pretty lady. Mm-hmm. Um Wait, you know, they're trying to distance themselves from Brie Larson because nobody likes her. <laughs> Why? I haven't heard that. Oh sure you have. <laughs> um, oh God. Brie Larson is the least compelling superhero no presence it's it's the superman problem yeah which if i was to do a superman movie i believe his powers originally he couldn't fly okay if i'm wrong let me know in the comments or email me and tell me i'm a fuck face (laughs) uh he couldn't fly he could just jump really high he was super strength and he was fast Hmm. he was a fast runner if I did a Superman movie, it would be that. It'd be that right there. It wouldn't be flying. It'd be because you can't be overpowered. Yep. But if I were to do a Superman movie, I'd, I'd be doing it just like the boys. Or what if Superman was evil? That to me is so I, interesting. I just watched the boys. Well, yeah, that, but the it's more interesting if, if a guy with that much power is is just a bad guy. That's more compelling. That, be a very sad world because there's well, no <laughs> he couldn't do what he wanted to do like you said the boys yeah. just watch the boys yeah but yeah but yeah i think that's you can't, you can't have people that back to my original point though i'm mad that nia DaCosta is directing a marvel movie i wish she would do something different i think she could do cat with her style she could do probably in a genre drama action i think she could do it well, she's going to be doing action. I, I so. want to see a cop 70s style oh, yeah. cop drama from her. Oh, I think yeah. That nice would gritty. be. Oh, yeah. Especially with the, the like camera a, work that like she a favors. And, Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That'd be nice. I like that. That's a good idea. I think it's. There's got to be screenplays out there. With, there's with been a while setting. before a good, like, detective. Yeah. Like, what if she did, like, Chinatown ish? Like a film noir. Have David Fincher write something and then she yeah. directs it. Yeah. Because uh, I'd like to see. Because I they kind of, I feel like their styles. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Somewhat similar. Oh, yeah. Very. Yeah. Um, I think her camera work is a little bit more flashy mm-hmm. or like her camera movements, yeah. I think, are more uh, stylistic. But I, I think, yeah, like a cop drama or like a detective mystery, some kind of. Yeah, that'd be good. I think. Yeah, we need one of those. Come I'm on. Write her a letter. <laughs> like, hey, do a cop movie. Please. <laughs> Pretty please. Please do something good. 
something original as the Marvels. Well, she did something. Well, no, she. I was gonna no, say she, she didn't. She did something original, Candyman, but that's not that's not original. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> Fuck me, right? <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah. Do you have anything else on Candyman? No, no. Yeah, that's uh, that's it, guys. Did, did, did any of you twenty listeners out there? Twenty four. Uh, my last count. Twenty four. Uh, any of you twenty four listeners watch Candyman? Do you have a different opinion than us? Did we miss something? If you're screaming at your radio or your your radio, <laughs> your radio. Jesus. If Christ. you're screaming at your boombox, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your record player, your old eight track. <laughs> um, sounds are coming out of the megaphone here. <laughs> <laughs> if you put another nickel in that Nickelodeon and you're just yelling, uh, let us know. Uh, if we completely miss the point of the movie, please tell us, um, enlighten us, because by God, if I, I cast with no name, sponsored by Little Orphan Annie, <laughs> <laughs> drink more Ovaltine. <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know in the comments or send us an email if we completely miss the point of this movie. We may have. I mean, we, I, I don't know. I, I'm too lazy to look up other reviews on this movie. Of course. I don't want to look up other reviews and just have it be oh, fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if anyone has any insights or any opinions or theories on this movie, yeah, please reach please, out. Please reach out. Yeah. And we will give you credit. We'll say your theory on on the show. That's right. On the sound waves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so all right. Well. Anything else, Jay? No. No, I think we Beat the fuck out of that yeah, horse. Yeah, we did. So. Beat the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah, good pick. Um, <laughs> that's the last time you pick a fucking movie we're going to review. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's do Candyman. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. I really like the first one. <laughs> this one's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last episode, we had how you do a sequel to a movie, and then we watched this. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all right. What are we talking about next time? I don't know. What are we? Are we doing the? Oh yeah, the the fight thing. Yeah, yeah the fight toy. thing. Let's okay. do the fight. The fight thing. All right. Uh, join us next time as we talk about. We're going to try a new episode format. Not. I mean, it's just going to be the the next episode, but uh, different topic. Yep. We're uh, we're not we're not going to talk about Jurassic World. Not really interested. Yeah. Um. It's if you want to go see it, go see it. We might, I might mention it. Yeah, it, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to spend more than 15 minutes yeah. talking about it. Well, uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll quiz you, or I'll just, I'll drill you for information, and yeah. we'll just get your insight from it. It'd be like me drilling you information for Obi Wan. Yeah, I'll yeah t- there I'll, we go. I'll let you know yep. about Jurassic World. Cool, I like that. So yeah, uh, next time we'll talk about Jurassic World Dominion uh, <laughs> from the point of view of Matt. What a dumb man. And. Uh, we will also uh, our main feature discussion will be what is the the best Toy Story movie. Aww. So yeah, something lighthearted. <laughs> we haven't done animation, but yep. uh, this is a segment we're gonna try out, which we are going to pick uh, a movie, uh, preferably in the, either in the same genre, same franchise, um, and we are going to have a frank and candid exchange of views. And discussion about it and 
call each other names as we sort of debate debate which is the better one so uh which toy story movie are you going to be uh the very first one the very first one yes that's the best one yeah uh except it's not uh (laughs) mine will be toy story three is the best one so Mm. we are going to berate and uh argue we're gonna rock them uh, sock them robots yep argue about that so that'll be the next episode jurassic world dominion and toy story versus toy story three right. um so yeah hope you enjoyed this episode uh if you want to leave a comment a cast with no name.com or shoot us an email at contact dot a cast with no name at gmail.com uh email can be found on our website as well as our website on the description of the, each episode that you see no person necessary void where prohibited but we're not we're not discriminatory yeah so (laughs) write us a letter write us anything tell us please are there actually people listening to this or is it just (laughs) fucking bots jesus christ (laughs) the fuck is listening hello (laughs) you one listener jesus i I know there all right there's people in la we know that there's people in chicago there's people in indy yep there's people in England. There's people in Ireland. Ireland. There are. There's one person in Russia. Mm-hmm. We know, we see you. Yes. Uh, there's <laughs> we we there there's there's bots or something. Um, Belgium. Yep. Belgium. Uh, quite a few in Belgium. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But the Washington, I think, or Oregon. Oregon. Uh, can't can't I, be a bot. It's middle of nowhere, yeah. Oregon. So you guys are fucking everywhere. Like there's, <laughs> come on, Florida. There. Write please, us. please guide talking someone in council bluffs <laughs> i have to know this <laughs> i have to know this council bluffs iowa shout out <laughs> probably <laughs> probably the dod i know they're they're monitoring us <laughs> yeah they, they heard you were in the navy they're like you better not be giving away fucking secrets i know like yeah, he's right. talking about sweaty movie night <laughs> you better not talk about sweaty movie night <laughs> dear god please write to us we're just sitting here yep been sitting here for f- 10 fucking weeks. <laughs> Anyways. Yep. All right. Well, Jay, until next time. Until next time. We will talk next. God damn it. Yeah. Oh, great, Jay. Shut the fuck up.